three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Fit Literate, everybody. It is our New Year, new bullshit, same bullshit. We'll see. Yeah, episode. and much, much like Andy Cohen, we've promised not to get drunk to record this. So, <laughs> promise, 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 yeah. promise. Well, I am Carolyn, and I'm Laura. And we're and, back, and it's and 2023, yes, finally. Yes, it is. And we've got a fun, chit-chatty, rapid-fire episode for you today. We are not deep-diving into any one topic. We are saving that for later in the year. Um, instead, we are going to be covering our thoughts and opinions on basically a roundup of the most popular things that we have seen and that you have seen and asked us about um, in this New Year's resolution season, like what is the uh, fitness industry machine pushing the hardest this year? Yeah, you know, <laughs> health and wellness marketing is just like at an all time high right around this time. And so this is a month of y'all sliding into our DMs being like, have you seen this? And we're like, bestie, I know it's horrible. So <laughs> either yes. And I'm so sorry. You it's had wild to out also, there. or yeah. no, why did you show this to me? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we love it when you introduce us to new crazy shit because we don't always see all of it. Um, and, and we like to know what's out there, but yeah, so let's just, we have a lot of topics to cover. Um, so let's just get into it. Laura, what are we starting with? So I think we should go with the heavy hitter and we got to dive into Bloom Nutrition. Bloom. Oh boy. Yeah. We've had a few people ask us about this. This is something that we actually recorded an episode on that we ended up trashing because we were just so angry that we were just yelling (laughs) and it really wasn't, it really wasn't worth much. Yeah. I will. Cause I, I was the one listening to it in an attempt to, uh, edit a couple weeks ago um we recorded it before the holiday season and we were basically just like trying to joke about and talk about the like goop gift guides and while we had fun recording it it was not good content it was not good quality content so we ended up no, not it posting was it on the patreon bleak. like we decided to because it was just very negative and it was just us complaining about things that we've complained about before so we decided to scrap it but one thing that we are bringing back from that episode is what we had to say about bloom nutrition is that technically the name of it yes bloom nutrition okay. it's a supplement line um it was started by an influencer and it's all over tiktok especially their greens and i think the reason that it's i suppose proliferated so much on tiktok and the reason it's such a hot button issue right now is that pretty much all of their advertisements are non-disclosed which is illegal allegedly allegedly illegal allegedly non-disclosed i'm trying my best to protect us here um Yeah, but all of your favorite influencers are taking and repping and making vlogs around their Bloom Nutrition greens powder. And I think greens powders can be, again, kind of a hot button issue in general over the past year or so. Not that they haven't been around longer than that. I have opinions on greens powders. (laughs) Yeah, we got some strong opinions on greens powders. Would you like to take this one, Carolyn? Sure. Um, My general opinion of greens powders is that for most people, they are a useless waste of money. They 
contains so many ingredients that you're not going to get a significant a significant enough amount of any one of them to be able to experience any of the theoretical benefits. Um, and they aren't even a very good replacement for fruits and vegetables. It's like just eating. I, I think I saw I saw a TikTok from a woman who did a very good job sort of like debunking the nutritional claims of greens powders. And she said that if you eat an apple and a handful of carrots, just that one apple and a handful of baby carrots, you are getting more servings of fruits and vegetables than if you had like three servings of a popular greens powder. So they're just really expensive and per serving and don't deliver very much nutritional benefit. So in my opinion, I feel like the most likely benefits you'll get are the placebo effect, which is certainly real. And it will guarantee that you drink one more glass of water a day. But the actual powder itself is probably not really doing much for you except draining your wallet and making you feel like you are doing something quote unquote healthy. Um, and they are expensive. These things run from like one to three to five dollars a serving, which yeah, groceries are already wildly priced gouged right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of something being like a fun little drinky for you to have, then yeah, go for it. If it's going to. If you like how you, they taste, sure. If you like how they taste, if it makes you feel like you're doing something healthy and that gives you like a little boost of motivation, like we're not going to yuck the yum. But in terms of this being a necessity, absolutely not. Um, it's it's a luxury product. And in terms of it being beneficial to your health, it, marginal, dubious claims. Yeah. The thing It's I've heard, also not re- a meal replacement. Um, which no, correct. I know maybe, it's like barely a juice. <laughs> yeah. Some, some people maybe have a misconception about that. Like, oh, I'm going to like have my greens powder as my breakfast. It's not food. It, it is a supplement and it doesn't, most of them, I don't think really even have any calories in them. So it couldn't be a meal replacement because you are not getting any energy from it. Even if you're maybe getting some negligible amounts of vitamins and minerals. Yeah, it's like a watered-down multivitamin, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The thing I've heard registered dietitians say over and over and over and over and over is that you have to watch out for these proprietary blends that mm. lots of supplements you know, claim and put on their nutrition labels because you know, for marketing purposes, they're not going to put exactly what's in it because then it can be duped. But dupes it <laughs> dupe. You know how they list on nutrition labels, you list the thing that is in the highest amount first, and then it mm. goes down as you work your way through the label. Well, proprietary blends, listing something as a proprietary blend, allows them to put all these ingredients like the spirulina, wheatgrass, spinach, kale, whatever powder, um, distillations that they have it allows them to chunk those together often with things like caffeine or citric acid or Mm. apple juice so (laughs) you really don't know again as carolyn said what quantity of these things you are paying for and in most cases if you're taking like a one two three gram scoop of powder the ingredients that you would be paying to make sure that you are incorporating into your diet, you are not getting a beneficial dose of those things. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So 100%. And that, and this is like kind of our opinions just on the concept of greens powders in general. Um, and then yeah. we have bloom in particular that takes all of that nonsense of just like a product that isn't really useful and then is adding on top of it this very shady, uh, these very shady marketing tactics. Yeah. And they have maybe like, there are greens powders. We don't think any greens powder is necessary, but people have specific circumstances and we're not your dietitian or even dietitian. So like, you know, grain of salt there, that's just our general, our gen pop across the board girlfriend advice. Um, yeah. but bloom nutrition has actually really poor ingredient transparency and then also <laughs> really bad advertisement transparency. And if you go on their website, which I have done because I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, if we're posting it on the main feed, allegedly they may have reached out to me to work with them allegedly. Um, so I went on their website to do a little digging because, you know, we give everything the benefit of the doubt. It's not illegal they're, to talk about that a brand has reached out to you. They're not listening they to our did podcast. That. We're of no interest they, to them. You also didn't sign a contract with them. That's true. That's a good point. You know I'm skittish. Um, yeah. On their website, they are using the ubiquity of their product on TikTok for social proof. But when you mm -hmm. send your product to influencers in exchange to post about a product they have never used and did not purchase themselves and are not under a contracted ad to pay for, but they're doing sort of a, yeah, if you send me that, I'll post it. Like influencers do this all the time. It's not necessarily a moral failing, failing, but it starts to loop into you are seeing advertisements, whether you know it or not. When people yeah. post their day in the life log and they at Bloom Nutrition and they just happen to be using that supplement in the video with the label facing the camera, that's an advertisement. Mm. And maybe they're mm. not even getting money for it. But then when Bloom Nutrition turns around and uses that as, oh, well, all your favorite influencers use your product. Everyone loves it so much. But they got the advertisement through paying shipping and handling. And writing off those gifts as, you know, a tax write-off for marketing purposes, it is marketing. And that's, I think, what we want you to take away from this is that something that's popped over, popped up overnight that everyone is using and talking to you about, that is marketing. It's not, yeah. it's not a coincidence. It's not confirmation bias or the cocktail party effect. Yeah, it's intentional marketing designed to look like organic reach, but it's yep. not. Yep. And then they've also had some sort of messy things where uh, I know they like co-opted a, a phrase on TikTok that it, I don't know the ins and outs of all these things, but they've what? been involved in some like dubious marketing things. Do you remember that TikTok sound that was going around? That was like the girls who get it, get it. That just immediately was like part of the lexicon. Oh, yeah. From yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They put that on a billboard without contacting or paying Ooh. or getting the consent of the creator who coined that phrase coined that um, phrase. so that was the last time I saw also, them sort of in you know in the in yeah. the discourse but I just think that it speaks to shady tactics I'm also like on their website right now and this is not a dig at them I just find this really interesting um their branding and their labels look like a like a target store brand product. It looks like the good and gather, um, labels. Uh, so I'm hmm. like, I would half expect to walk into 
Target and see this on the shelves because it like looks like the same label as like the soap that I have in my kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I see that. I see that. It's very friendly packaging and it's also the it's cute. greens are at yeah. a lower price point than some of the other like market leaders. So the brand is Which really... Which makes me wonder about sourcing and potential quality. heavy metal uh, contamination, which is a big problem with supplements. And I know we've said this on the podcast before, but just in case anyone needs a reminder, supplements are not regulated the same way that medications are. They are regulated the same way that food is, I believe, or whatever. I thought they they're weren't not regulated, regulated like medications. Well, they're regulated in the sense that anything can be put on the market. There's no regulation there. You can put a vial of saline water on Amazon and say that it has all these health benefits. And it's not illegal to do that. Um, and you could put a vial of saline water contaminated with lead, and it's not illegal to do that until a significant enough number of cases of people being harmed by the product happens and then there's a lawsuit about it <laughs> or maybe not a lawsuit mm. but like they're like people have to actually be being harmed by a supplement in large enough numbers in order for the FDA to finally test the supplement um supplements don't need to be tested before they go on the market which is why you'll often hear dietitians say that they recommend only buying from supplement brands that get their supplements third their products third party tested for purity and for quality. So to make sure that what they say is in the product is actually in it and it doesn't contain stuff that's not supposed to be in it. Um, and there are like third party laboratories that will do that. And a lot of um, supplement companies, especially ones that just sell like, you know, like vitamin supplements at drug stores will be tested like that. But um, a lot of more kind of wellnessy supplements often aren't because it's very expensive to send your products through that testing process. So an up and coming brand is a lot less likely to have the resources to be able to do that um, or to want Which to again, do so. doesn't mean that people are doing something nefarious or that people are trying no. to hurt no, you. No, 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 no. A lot of this is well-intentioned, but we are, people have limited time and money and uh, – <laughs> deep diving on things, patients, re, uh, resources. Like mm -hmm. these things are not necessities. They're not, the claims are based. The claims are not really backed up. Um, yeah. And it's all kind of smokescreen because the general consumer shouldn't need to know, shouldn't need to go hunt down the NSF board and see if they certified something. They shouldn't need to go like chase down the studies that they did that might've been self-funded to back up these claims. Um, and I think that the other thing I want to say is that I also on the website now and the homepage, the first thing you see is it says mm -hmm. uh, viral on TikTok for a reason, which is like the yep. most circular <laughs> logic I've ever heard. Like there is a reason, you know, the reason Anyways, yeah, because while we we're on the topic, sure that, that happened. <laughs> yeah, right. While we're on the topic of dubious things to put in your body, um, shall we talk about the parasite cleanse trend that's yeah. going around TikTok? Sure. So, 
I don't know if this is something everyone has seen because this has been all over my feed, but it didn't really make its way to Carolyn's yet. I have mm. seen a bunch of sponsored product placement posts about this new thing called the Paragard Cleanse. They've all cropped up in kind of the last month. And sort of the general idea is that you have worms and that if you take this for a month, the worms will exit your body in various ways. Because obviously mm -hmm. the thing that's standing between you and your ultimate health and the body of your dreams is all these little worms. <laughs> I think the first thing I want to say about this is simply you don't need a product to detox. You don't need a product to cleanse yourself in any way. If your liver and kidneys are functioning, then you are always detoxing and always cleansing yourself and the best thing that you can do to support your liver and kidneys is just generally support your body and eat enough food and maybe move a little bit and try to sleep and not put a bunch of droplets and powders that you bought on Amazon in the middle of the night because an influencer linked them uh not consistently test your system with things like that so yeah thoughts on the the parasites Carolyn so this is not the first time in the last um, few years or couple of years that like a parasite cleanse has gone viral in various communities on TikTok. Um, I, this is something that I've been hearing about since like 2019 as a part of the sort of like anti-vax, like crunchy parenting movement. Um so even before COVID, I remember hearing about parasite cleanses being one of the many uh, horrible, quote unquote, treatments or cures that like parents of disabled children were trying to use to like cure autism uh, in their kids. Um, yeah. So that was probably the first time I remember hearing about it. And, you know, just sort of I was like, whoa, that's a wacky article that I read. Like, I can't believe people are doing this. And then um, when the pandemic started and there was a whole upsurgence, I don't know if that's a word, um, but <laughs> increase in the popularity of like the anti-vaccine movement, these same like like there were all these like Facebook groups, especially of anti-vax moms and parents um, who wanted to find quote unquote, like natural treatments uh, to either prevent or treat COVID or like boost your immune system. And um, one of the things that they were leaning into was parasite cleanses. And I know that there was one, I've, here's a Vice article from December 2021 about an MLM called Black Oxygen Organics uh, that was supposed to cleanse your body of parasites. It was peat bog moss dehydrated. So literally just 
bog mud um, dehydrated <laughs> that you would then rehydrate in a glass of water and drink. And um, it's high in like a certain, I don't know if it's a mineral or an amino acid. I forget, but basically that that was supposed to like cleanse you of your um, intestinal parasites. And people were like posting pictures in the Facebook groups like of their excretions. Um, But then doctors were debunking this and saying like, hey, you are shedding the lining of your intestines. Those are not worms. That is your insides that are supposed to be inside of you, not outside of you. Um, and yeah, these were the same people who were, you know, taking horse ivermectin and, Mm. uh, like it was all wrapped up in that movement. Um, I mean, it is pretty compelling if you're telling me I can be one step closer to achieving my bog body. Your bog body. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I, you and your bog bodies. (laughs) Dream body, bog body, preserve Um, me in a bog. that's- yeah, so that was the MLM. And then a viral TikTok trend was happening probably around the same time where people were eating papaya seeds um, as a parasite cleanse. Now, that I think has more relevance in terms of like folk medicine. Like, I think there are actual like cultures that historically have used papaya seeds in a medicinal way, um, okay. potentially related to parasites. But, um, it, it's it's tricky because okay well first of all if you think that you have intestinal parasites you should go to a doctor and follow their treatment protocol for getting rid of them there are like anti-parasitic drugs that will actually help you get rid of parasites if you have them um but just thinking you might have them based on some nebulous digestive system symptoms and then taking a supplement you bought on Amazon and then like dissecting your poop like don't do that don't do that that's bad and Um, like at the risk of kind of going down a road that neither of us are probably prepared to go down the gut health thing it's been the trend of the year it's only doubling mm -hmm. down when it comes to gut health as it exists on the internet like when it comes to hashtag gut health yes gut health is real yes it's a field that's still evolving where like new discoveries are being made and new treatments are being discovered and Mm -hmm. people are learning things about the gut. But that doesn't mean that someone on the internet, especially like some pretty blonde lady who lost weight, like that doesn't mean that there's something that you can do at home that you're not doing that's going to quote unquote fix you. Gut health is real, but gut health is tricky. If you think you have issues with that, please seek out personal care from someone who is equipped to help you. Please, please, please. And the the flip side of that that's frustrating is that the primary care physicians that people have access to are not super qualified in like nutrition and are often operating without of scope and people have, you know, mm. limited time and resources and access to healthcare. So it's frustrating mm. to not have answers and it's frustrating to feel like something's going on with me and I can't figure out what it is or I'm not being taken seriously or maybe there are yeah. things that I can do to make myself feel better. Like of course that's what everyone's looking 
for. Like there, there is no shame in that. We've all, we've all been down those pathways. It's just please, please, please be mindful of where you're getting this information and what you're willing to try because frustration and desperation can make us try a lot of wacky things. And there is so much, so much misinformation out there that is maybe even meant to be helpful, but can be really, really harmful to you and your system. So just please exercise caution and please stop, you know, trusting people who are linking their Amazon storefronts for like supplements you need. (laughs) I know it's so tough. There's so many intersections of different sociocultural things going on here. And like, this is just one example of a growing trend of people feeling like they cannot rely on the medical infrastructure and feeling backed into a corner where they need to do things like self-diagnose and find their own um, solutions and look for alternative methods because they either have trauma around seeking medical care, the medical care that they have received has not been able to provide them with solutions, or they simply do not have access to med- like the medical system. And so it, it's like there's real, real problems with our medical infrastructure in the United States and I'm sure other countries across the world. Um, and so it, it can be a little bit, you know, it's coming from a place of a certain amount of privilege to say, just go to your doctor, you know, listen to what your doctor says, because that's assuming you can do that. That's assuming that you, um, you're, your doctor will listen to you. Um, (laughs) Like there's a lot of assumptions that go into that piece of advice. But I also know that there are a lot of people out there who do have access to making doctor's appointments and can go through the more like official channels that have the best uh, ability to actually figure out what's going wrong with going on with them, they have access to that and they're still being drawn into these marketing campaigns and choosing to go with a company that's selling a supplement because it feels easier. Um, and also and feels like a more I'm immediate gonna, solution. I'm going to risk sounding, I'm going to risk condescension here. Mm-hmm. If there's something going on with you, especially maybe in your gut or maybe like a fatigue thing. And if you are looking to take the route of self-care to help yourself combat that, and you are not getting as much good quality sleep as you can, you are not drinking as much water as you can, you are not eating regular full nourishing meals, and you are not finding a way to incorporate some movement. That being said, all of those things require an immense amount of privilege. All of those things are really hard. And that's why a lot of us are not doing those basic things. So aside from And taking a tincture, taking a gummy supplement feels like an easier solution than like confronting the stressful way that our lives are set up that aren't allowing us to... uh, actually take care of our basic needs. Yeah. So if instead of bartering on the, you know, 
<laughs> once a month, hundred dollar expense of trying some new gummy. If you can find a way to instead take on maybe the time stress of scheduling in like a walk outside or a home cooked meal, like that is mm-hmm. the option that I would almost always take. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It's like, yeah, like like I said before, there's so many intersecting things here. Like there's so many different reasons that people are drawn to trying wacky supplements, like whatever the trending thing is, whatever the new special secret solution that came from the Amazon rainforest is. Um, And often it's because the real root of the problem is either a lot harder to deal with or just a lot more uncomfortable to deal with than just <laughs> take taking a magical elixir. It's literally like, oh, eight hours of interrupt- interrupted sleep. Can I get that on Amazon? Like that's... Yeah, exactly. And it's it, like it ashwagandha isn't sense. going to help you if you're not getting enough sleep most nights. It, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shall we move on? I think we shall. (laughs) Carolyn, I would love for you. I think this will be a a slightly lighter, but also along the lines of condescension and putting mystery things in your body. Uh, Will you explain to me what the heck is going on with the liver king? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I know this is old news by now, but it's so juicy. Don't yeah, mind so because we weren't recording fun. much for the last uh, last couple months of the year, so we're we're catching up with like the last three months worth of goings on. So for those of you who are not familiar, the Liver King is a and I hope you're not carnivore manosphere influencer um, who is kind of a he's he's sort of like a carnivore diet based self help guru. Um, mm. who really blew up in 2022 on the internet because he is quite the character. Um, he's this like extremely muscular, red-faced man who speaks very, very passionately about living a, um, what does he call it? Oh yeah. So he, he lives by his ancestral tenants, um, uh, of an ancestral lifestyle. Uh, and <laughs> the ancestral tenants really <sighs> just, um, make me laugh so hard because it's the most like basic shit you've ever seen. So I'll just read them <laughs> off to you. Ready? Eat. Yes. Sleep. Move. Shield. Connect, cold, Whoa. sun, huh? fight, and bond. <laughs> and These so, sound like, I like mean, Magic the Gathering cards or something. <laughs> These, yeah, your mana. It sounds like Settlers um, of Catan, and I have to, I have to uh, collect so many cold and move cards before I can exactly. like conquer another civilization. Yeah, and so basically, his whole thing is that you know he was just like you. He was depressed and didn't have energy and wasn't very healthy and wasn't seeing gains in the gym and his relationships with women weren't very good. And then he started living by these ancestral tenants and now he is like the textbook picture of what like a 
perfectly masculine man is and should be. And so his lifestyle should be aspirational to all of the men out there who are struggling. And in uh, I am fascinated by him um because I understand his appeal. He he's kind of he has kind of a magnetic personality like you watch his videos and you listen to his interviews on podcasts and stuff. And it, it's hard to look away. Like he draws you in. He's a very good salesperson. Sure. And so, he makes so does you train feel wreck. very, yeah, he makes you feel very hopeful that there, there is a better life for me if I can just do these basic things to take better care of myself. And then he makes this like spectacle where he's, you know, on camera, Um, with his like employees coming and serving him platters of like raw liver and other organ meats and bull testicles. And he's just biting and tearing into them. And it's this like, like very carnal infatuating image where you're like, whoa, like this guy, like (laughs) I I've never seen anyone like this before. And he seems like he's got it all figured out. He's got this happy family. He has all this money. He's like living this great life. And then, you know, he rightfully points out that, look, not everyone can live the way that I do. It takes time to get to this point. You know, people have jobs, people have lifestyles that are already entrenched. People have, um, you know, factors in their lives that are going to prevent them from living life exactly the way I do. I know that my lifestyle is aspirational and unattainable. So, at the very least. Ah, uh, yes. I, too, aspire to just, to just. At the very least, if you, if you can't stomach testicles. the liver, if you can't meet all of the tenants the way that I do right now, at least just start with taking the desiccated liver supplement that I sell on my website. That is step one. Everybody's got to start somewhere. This is what I'm saying. He's <laughs> like... I, I'm like, watch it. I'm like, this is a master class in like bullshit, like snake oil salesman, like wellness influencer. But with this like gender, we've talked about the gender essentialism of it all. But yeah, with this like hyper masculine twist. Um, so I was, just I was already say, like, we got to go a little easier on the influencer girlies. Cause I feel like I said 15 minutes ago, I was like, don't trust like a thin white blonde woman trying to sell you something on her Amazon storefront. Also do not trust a, a very like shiny looking man who feels like he's about to explode and is just pounding raw meat in front of you. That's also another type that I'm wary of. <laughs> So I was already fascinated by this man and was like listening to every podcast available that was like analyzing him because this became like a twisted special interest of mine. And then (laughs) a couple weeks before the end of the year, I think it was around mid-December, it leaked that, oh, and another part of his brand is that he does not take supplement or does not take steroids. Like he's very adamant. Like this is all natural. This is from all the nat- liver and the baby. organ <laughs> And so then of course, when it leaks that like a little over a year prior, he was emailing someone basically talking about how he was going to build this brand, talking about his whole social media strategy and that he's taking like $12,000 a month worth of HGH and steroids. (laughs) And so the whole, you know, facade came crashing down and I will be honest, I've been, I was very busy over the holidays, so I haven't really been keeping track of 
where he has gone oh, no. in the I, aftermath I, of this. I looked it up, Carolyn. Okay. Um, this is an article from me. four days ago, January 12th. Um, he did post an apology YouTube video just titled I lied. Mm. Classic. Okay. Um, and then he, uh, sorry. I just, no, I'm going to make fun of this man. I was going to be like, it would be nice. To yeah. cake. Why? Why? Um, he now says he's committed to embracing the natty lifestyle and he has been off steroids for one week. Oh, okay. So he's just doubling down then. Um, and yeah. saying like, yeah, I was doing that, but still everything I was saying is correct. <laughs> I mean, I will say I do think uh, at the risk of like dissecting the appearance of someone's body too much, I think this is an appropriate time to touch on like beauty standards for men. Um, mm -hmm. Because if the liver king who's just making raw meat videos on his phone is making the kind of money and having the kind of easy access to $11,000 worth of steroids a month. I think there's something to be said that he looks pretty much the same as like a lot of the Marvel actors. And I don't want to accuse anyone of anything. I don't really care. But it, mm -hmm. in the past 10-ish years, we've really seen an evolution for like what's expected of, I guess... Our masculine archetypes, men looking like, basically. Like, yeah, Masculine archetypes yeah. is a great way to put it. And not even in like the bodybuilding world, but mm -hmm. what does our what is our sense of like a strong man and what's what's expected? Like that's a lot of I mean, I'm dipping into things that I don't know too much about, but I just think it's valuable to mm -hmm. touch on. Like a lot of men feel the pressure to just get bigger and bigger and bigger as an expression oh, yeah. of their masculinity and uh, again, we're going down a danger, a dangerous, like gender essentialist path. Like why would they be doing that? Is it maybe to separate themselves from an expanding definition of what it means to like be a man in the world, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I think we can look at someone like the liver King who is maybe less protected by like an establishment and kind of go, okay, if this guy who dedicates his entire day to eating meat and talking about eating meat and convincing other people to eat meat. If that's mm. the only way he looks like that, then there is a reason these bodies aren't accessible to everyone. Yeah. I guess that's all I want to say on that. Yeah. Eh. No. And I, I think that the um, shifting masculine beauty standard is definitely something that we should cover in another episode. And the liver King's popularity is definitely a good example of, of that, um, that like this hyper muscular physique is being tied to like true proper masculinity. And there's yeah. just so much to say about that. Um, I, and I will an say appeal he, to ancestry. The, um, yes. An appeal to ancestry. Absolutely. An appeal to ancestry in terms of like, health and fitness is almost always at least a red flag. Cause like, okay, how long was caveman life expectancy? I'm sorry. That's silly. You look silly. You sound silly. You know? Yeah. He, he's one of many, um, like carnivore, like all meat diet influencers, which I also want to do more of a deep dive into. Mm. Um, but it, and like, I will say that, you know, in the wake of the, um, 
all of the news headlines and the popularity of characters like Andrew Tate, he is at least <sighs> pushing for a type of masculinity that um, treats other people well and like isn't um, just pushing for like the like violence against women. Like his it's, message it's is more not focused all on self harm than others harm. So that's yeah, something. and like his message truly isn't all bad, which is a part of what is kind of insidious about him is that like a lot of the things he's saying are good, are rooted in something that is nice and should should be aspirational. Um, and then it's all just in the name of selling this supplement and convincing people that they will look a certain way if they take his supplement. So it's mm. like it's uh definitely interesting but yeah that is the liver king and if if you want to know more uh send me an email i'm happy to talk more about him <laughs> <laughs> i think carolyn wants a chatting buddy <laughs> i just yeah <laughs> like i said the characters like this and like all of these manosphere influencers are i i am just fascinated by that whole world and those are the types of people dissecting that are the types of podcasts that I am listening to right now currently <laughs> uh this give it up for another flawless transition because I'm gonna say that while we're on the topic of manosphere influencers um it is January again I know we've already said that 16 times on this podcast but just in case you forgot Wait, we're recording this it's January it's actually January Carolyn I don't know if you knew that oh my but God. I'm just letting you know that it's January and uh with January comes another boom in an, another spike in the SEO of the 75 hard from the one and only Andy Frizzella. And we are going to keep this Anthony. short. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Carolyn. <laughs> We're going to keep this short because we have a full ass episode where all we do is yeah. scream about uh, Andy Frizzella. But I think in terms of just giving the people how we feel about the 75 hard now, while they might be sort of contemplating it, debating it, I'm going to give you the spark notes. Keep me on track, Carolyn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the 75 hard, if you don't know, is a quote unquote mental toughness challenge where for 75 days you work out for twice a day, 45 minutes each. One of those must be on outside. Everything else is unspecified. You must adhere to some kind of diet, uh, no alcohol. That's unspecified other than that. You must read 10 pages of a book, a nonfiction book. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's one more thing I'm missing. Drink a gallon of water a day. Drink a gallon of water. Take a progress picture. That's the last one. It, it's from his book, 75 Hard, colon, a tactical, a tactical Guide to Winning the War with Yourself. Tactical. Pros and cons. Sorry. Good things. It is nice to take on a time-bound focus for habits that you want to implement that can be positive for people. Um, the lack of specificity in terms of diet and exercise means that you could scale this into ways that work for you. Um, pretty much other than that, don't do it. The, the, the moral of the story is going to be don't do it. Here are some cons. Um, nothing is specified, so you can get as wild with it as you want. Um, con number two, doing something every single day with no opportunity to 
mess up uh, or you have to start over is not a great mindset spiral to put yourself in. Um, Con number three, you're taking on several different habits that are big habits that people have trouble implementing and sustaining. You're doing those Mm -hmm. all at once with no opportunity to mess up or scale back. Um, And number four, like Andy Frazella is a super, like super, super far right kind of radical person who believes a lot of things that I think are fairly nasty and don't want to support um, traces of, you know, anti-Semitism and homophobia and just like all kinds of horrible stuff where the basic idea is if you cannot complete this, then you are dumb and lazy. And yeah, you're just not one of the elite uh, one of the elite people, which uh, that's dog whistle mm-hmm. if I ever heard one. And also, and we guess what? He's selling a whole line of supplements. So yeah, we dive Did into all of those things in detail. Um, I don't think so. I mean, the, the one way that I would encapsulate it, if someone is like considering do this, doing this because they want to you know, implement more like healthy behaviors into their lifestyle. And they're thinking this might be a good way to do it. It is a mental toughness challenge, not a health, fitness or wellness challenge. It is meant to be hard, verging on impossible. It is not meant to be good for you. Um, Completing it as it is originally stated is likely to not be good for you if you have any kind of health conditions already present. Um, And even though it is a mental toughness challenge, it still wants you to take a progress photo, which tells me that the marketing is still relying on people's fear of fatness, desire to lose weight. And that just makes it all the message of it all very confusing. So I would not recommend getting involved in it. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Also, I would say something that I have seen going around social media is people incorporating a 75 medium or a 75 soft, people are phrasing it, which I have no problem with people doing that. I have no problem with people adapting whatever framework works best for them to, you know, try to institute new habits. That's totally fine. Me personally, I literally just don't want to throw any support anywhere near Andy Frazella. So I would shy away from that. Um, But I appreciate, you know, people leaving room for nuance and taking the, you know, uh, having the mental toughness to adapt things the way they need them. I personally think that if you maybe spent 75 days committed to one small habit, you could do that what, five times in a year? And that could potentially mm-hmm. change your life. So maybe consider, even if the habits you are uh, trying to incorporate are maybe kinder or less rigid, um, maybe consider not taking on five things at a time. Maybe consider yeah. giving yourself a contingency plan if you do skip a day or you do mess up or you do have to take a step back because that's going to give you the type of like long-term resilience and bounce yeah. back ability and again, in terms of recommitting to your habits that will actually last. Yeah. And again, we cover all of this in so much more detail in our episode, Getting Hard with Anthony. So if you <laughs> want a deep dive on the 75 hard, 
um, and Andy Frazella, you can listen to. Go listen to that. It also made people really mad, which is always fun for us. So you know we said yes. something interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Moving Shall right we mailbag? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I'm. First of all, you've been sending us so many like thoughtful kind emails lately that have just made our brain spin and want to yes. chat with all of you. So we're going to do it now. We're going to go into a little, little mail mail corner, if that sounds okay. Email number one. Whoo. Uh, hello. First off, love the podcast and the work you both are doing. My name is Redacted and I'm a certified group fitness instructor who is finally getting my personal trainer certification as well. Both are through ACE, A-C-E, which I think is the American Council on Exercise. Is that I right? think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm NASM. Are you NASM? I am. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we do a podcast on that later. Um, I would love okay. to. <laughs> uh, I am currently on the assessment chapter of this PT course, and it's talking about things I truly hate, like skin fold measurements and BMI and body fat percentage assessments. How do y'all navigate learning about these kinds of things and while also striving for a body neutral approach to fitness and health? Some of this material is driving me crazy, lol, but I also am a recovering perfectionist to my core and want to do this certification right. Again, I love, love, love the podcast, especially as a relatively new fitness professional who is working to unlearn a lot of things about health and fitness. Thank you both so much for sharing your thoughts and experiences. Best, Redacted. Also, we do have a mutual friend, dear, sweet, Redacted. Um, and how fun <laughs> is that? Uh, that was in a little PS. Anyways. So I think my, first of all, congratulations. We need more fitness professionals who are taking a thoughtful approach. So welcome to the team and yay. Um, My two points I just want to spit out before I forget them is I think I've heard rumor that the ACE certification has a chapter on like body positivity slash weight neutrality, which I don't know anything mm. about the content of that. Um, but that's just mm. a, a rumor I've heard. Um, the second thing I'll say is that I think you have to learn the rules to break them. Yeah. And maybe I'm thinking too woo woo about like the work that we do in training, but it is important to me. And it's something I think about all the time. Um, And I wish that things were different. I wish that the standard operating procedure for our industry could be completely overhauled from the ground up. I wish that had been done 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, But it's not, right? Like we are, (laughs) if you are interested in uh, helping people with fitness and wellness, outside of the scope of prioritizing weight loss, then you are like operating in the counterculture. That's just how it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying to be better about this. We can't turn a blind eye to the way that things actually are. We can't turn a blind eye to what a client might've experienced with a previous gym or previous personal trainer or just that they may have heard on the internet or heard from a member of their family who's going to a new group fitness class and is telling them. So it's important to be 
armed with that information um, so that you can know why you don't want to do those things. I think it's also Mm -hmm. an extremely good practice in, again, apologies if this sounds condescending. I think it's a really good practice in like learning to think for ourselves. Um, There's no one right way to do fitness, even in like (laughs) slightly more niche communities like ours. We all disagree on methods. We all disagree on um, phraseology and how we work with our clients. And a lot of those disagreements are bigger than others. So again, like small potatoes sometimes, but you are going to hopefully in your career as a fitness professional, you will continue educating yourself. Um, I'm so happy that you're getting certified. I'm happy for anyone who's getting certified. That is like step one, which is something that I think a lot of people miss. Um, because there are lots of people running around, not being certified and telling people that they know everything, but Mm -hmm. it is very, very important to pursue continuing education to learn about new science that's coming out and what the people who are more expert than us are saying, right? And through that, you will have to form your own opinion because people disagree and there is nuance to all of these situations and practical application is much more convoluted than a textbook. And if you want to serve your clients well, then you're going to need to take on, and I'm not saying that you're not doing this, I'm ranting at the universe and not just you, dear sweet redacted. Um, But we need to take on like the personal responsibility of finding our own methodology and developing our own understanding of these situations. So I think it's amazing that you're practicing that now while you're going through like your first formal certification process, because this is going to continue to be a frustration for you. It's continue going to continue to be a stumbling block and really sucks. And I wish it wasn't that way. Um, but it is. And so my recommendation would be learn it, take the notes. They want you to take the note the way they want you to take the notes, learn it so that you can test and you can pass and then don't unlearn it. Learn why it's not what you want to do so that you can back that up to people. And so that you never have to sort of falter in your own intuition about this isn't the way I want to do things. I said that would be quick and it wasn't. Please, what would you like to share, Carolyn? I mean, really the only thing I want to add and pardon me for trying to therapize, therapize, (laughs) give you therapy um, from just the word choice in your email here. But I think you're being too hard on yourself and you're almost making it too complicated. Um, You said that you're a recovering perfectionist. I don't think wanting to get the answers correct on a test makes you a perfectionist. Like, I I don't think that's a part of your perfectionism. You can disagree with the answer you're giving and give it so that you get a good score. Like getting, like going through the assessment, passing the test to get the certification, that is literally just one little step in your whole future career. And I know that it's so far the only step that you've worked towards, but in the grand scheme of things, just passing it is the important part. It, Whether you agree with the answers or not at this stage truly does not matter. So don't feel like this is some like moral thing that you have to work through. Just give them the answers that they want. And then you as a professional get to decide how you actually want to engage with and work with the people that hire you as a trainer in the future. So 
learn the right answer for the test, like Laura said. And then once you've passed and you are working, do what you believe is the right thing to do. Just because you learned it that way in the course doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. Just because you memorized a piece of information doesn't mean that you need to use it. Um, like I – the Yeah, go for it. The best way to learn how to train people is to train people. The textbook can really only tell you so much and you're a step ahead because what you've described to us, like you're already working from a person first approach because you recognize that some of what you're being taught is harmful. And that's yeah. like the most important thing you can do is listen to your clients and treat them like people and advocate for them like people. And as you figure it out, as you go along, stop doing things that are harmful to them and do things that yeah. help them feel like real considered cared for humans. And you're already doing yeah. that. And also don't put so much, or like don't give these certifying bodies so much power in your own mind um, because ACE, NASM, they are just companies that sell certification courses. They are not the same as like the, uh, like, the boards that govern like medical professionals, it's a lot less serious. <laughs> and um, like literally anyone can create a fitness certification and give people a test. And now those people are certified. And so the difference like is that there are companies like ACE and NASM that have a better reputation within the industry. So some gyms will only hire you if you have certifications through certain organizations. But that doesn't mean that everything that these organizations say is correct or that they, I, I don't know. It's like, trust your gut. All institutions are made of people and people can be yeah. wrong and so can institutions, but institutions are a lot slower to change. That's all. And and like don't feel like you are like going against some higher authority that has the power to get you in trouble. Ace doesn't care what you do. They want you to pay them money to get certified and you want a certification so you can get a job. <laughs> Sorry if that's a little <laughs> <They're>, blunt, but <laughs> No, they're not going to call you up and be like, "You've broken your Hippocratic oath of not using yeah. calipers. We're going to take away your social security number." Like, you're it's going to be okay. These companies are not really overseeing be. anything. Um, so again, get the answers right on the test so that you get your money's worth and you are certified and you can start your career and then be the trainer that you want to be in the way that you know is right. And yeah. um and and it'll yeah. take time to figure that out. So Exactly. And, ev and everyone's early. always learning and changing and you will constantly be shifting opinions on things. And that is all just a part of the process. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to have you in the industry. It's going to be, it's always great to get more people who are already on board with not causing further harm. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is all refreshing. Right. Shall I read um, the other one? We've already touched on some of the topics in it, but let's do it. You got it okay. pulled up. So this one is a little shorter. It says, um, can you do an episode on, talk about uh, detoxes slash gut health protocols? Are they good? Are they a scam? I know that gut health uh, is real, but my coach wants me to start on a second pill slash restrictive foodless protocol, and I'm very wary. Um, so 
as we kind of we already talked about like detoxes and like cleanses today and that gut health is a real thing that we shouldn't be putting in the hands of supplement companies. Cool. We're on the same page there. Um, Just to answer your question specifically, you said your coach wants to start you on a second pill slash restrictive food list protocol. Um, I'm very curious what type of coach this is. I would say probably don't do it. Anyone who calls themselves just a coach most likely does not have the education or credentials required to prescribe you things or put you on a uh, eating protocol. That's only for registered dietitians and doctors. So if you are having serious gut health issues that you think need some kind of intervention, go to your doctor, maybe see if they can get you a referral to a gastroenterologist, a colonoscopy, a dietitian, whatever they think you need based on the symptoms that you have right now. Um, medications may be a part of what what you end up doing. I wouldn't decide to start taking something because like a health coach told you to and a some kind of food restriction, restriction or like elimination diet also might end up being a part of either the diagnostic or treatment process, depending on what you're dealing with. But again, a fitness coach, a health coach, um, a life coach should not be prescribing those types of things. Only a qualified medical professional. If you'll forgive my pun, I think trust your gut on this one. I think the fact that you're already, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I got a good, I get a good uh, blow out, blow air out the nose on that one from Carolyn. Um, I think the fact that you're maybe already wary and reaching out for confirmation, like I would, I would trust your instinct on that. Yeah. Also underscoring everything Carolyn said. The other thing that I would view as potentially a red flag, we don't have much to go off here. So, you know, I'd be interested to hear more about it if I was your doctor. Um, Speaking of detoxes slash gut health protocols, I think the thing that flags me there is that if you are... It's not even necessarily like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about or this person is trying to scam you. Like, I think people who get into the business of helping people are generally well-intentioned and generally want to help people. But Mm -hmm. in terms of a gut health protocol, if they are selling something as a protocol that is not individualized and that ultimately is probably not going to help you, yeah, the difference between seeking out care from a coach online and seeking out care from someone who can sit down with you and know your specific needs and know your medical history and be able to provide you with a plan or a strategy or a protocol is very different than someone providing this panacea ebook or whatever it is um, to kind of apply to a broader population. And I, and again, this is, there's not a lot of words in this email. So just going off of context clues, if your coach is at all involved with Beachbody, 
just immediately know because <laughs> I know that their new thing is like gut health programs as the next hot weight loss solution. Oh, no. Um, we have talked about this before and yeah, I wouldn't really trust anything coming from someone involved with Beachbody. Not that they're bad or don't know what they're talking about, but their opinion and the advice that they give is always going to be skewed in the direction of getting you to buy Beachbody products and supplements, um, not necessarily actually helping you. Like Beachbody wants their coaches to sell you things you don't need. That's their the core of their business model. So, Yeah. And just in general, like Starting on a second pill slash restricted foodless protocol, I don't know if you're saying like this is a second go at it, but if this is a second go at it, if you did it once and it didn't help or it, God forbid, made you feel worse, the thing I would not do is try again. Yeah, same. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. Yeah. I but think again, all we can only we give you general do. advice because we're yeah. just people on the internet and we don't know you. So please, our general please, advice like, is get a second opinion, you, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you deserve you deserve really, really good care. And I hope that um, it's easy for you to find some. Yeah. And I hope that whatever issues you're dealing with get resolved because digestive related issues can be very awful and uncomfortable. And I feel you there. It's a real gut punch. Real gut punch. Nice one. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So um, I have a couple of rapid fire questions that are truly rapid fire, and I don't want us to go into any detail. And I didn't tell you about this beforehand, but. You're really springing this on me, Carolyn. I'm going to have to yes I know. I was just thinking about this earlier today. So um, I feel like I want us to make a prediction about which company is going to come out on top to be the next Peloton? Because there's three that are very heavily competing with each other. There is Mirror. There is Tempo. And there is Tonal. Have you been seeing ads for all of these? Not for all of them. But Okay, so yes, I will give a quick, a quick overview. So... I think they all involve like a screen kind of mirror-y thing. Um, But so one of them is Mirror, kind of recently purchased by Lululemon. And it's a mirror that also is a screen where like the coach or trainer who's running the workout, like you can see them on it and then also see yourself in the mirror at the same time. Follow along with the workout. Cool, interesting idea. New thing on the market as of a couple years ago when it arrived. Um, I've also been seeing a lot of ads for and articles comparing Tonal, which also has kind of like a TV screen thing you mount it on the wall and it's like a cable based, um, resistance training system. So it's got two cables, one on each side, various attachments you can put on them and you can change the weight of them. I think each one goes up to a resistance of a hundred pounds. So 200 total when you're using them both. Okay. The other one, Tempo, is a like compact, chic looking free weights system that Mm. I think, if I'm remembering right, you can just buy the weights and then the like membership and do it on your phone. You can also buy a big screen thing to put on your wall. Um, Correct. And I'm so looking at it right now. Yeah, like I said, very chic, very like sleek and minimalist looking 
cabinet thing with like a pull away screen and then you can take out your pastel colored plates and put them on your cute little bar it looks like Um, a big old iphone with like yeah honestly they look like um oh what are they called um not lincoln logs what are the other like wooden toys with the discs that you put together no No, plastic i'm thinking of something more 90s (laughs) Uh, i know i can not important it I forget the you name of it, but about? anyway, anyway, those are the three. And so I'm curious which one you think is going to, it, if it was just between these three, like which one is more likely to like capture the attention of the general public and become the next like high end at home workout system? Uh, if I had to wager a guess... I would say probably tempo. Mm -hmm. This is based on two things. The two things are, I've seen more influencers talking about tempo, Mm -hmm. less spawn con and more Mm -hmm. just in passing like, oh, I just did a workout on my tempo. So Mm -hmm. I feel like for these sort of mid tinker toys, Sorry. Tinker Toys. It was Tinker yes. Toys. It looks like Tinker Toys. I love Tinker Toys. Those were um, fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I think sort of in that like accessible luxury price point, I could mm-hmm. see people opting for that. I think there is an appeal to cables that having your own set of dumbbells at home doesn't necessarily there is sort of like a cap on that right like at a certain point you're gonna be like well why don't I just go to a gym but yeah cables are something that people do associate with gyms only have access to at gyms but they're a little more like I could see them niching down that market to be like cables are actually the best resistance you know what I mean yeah yeah and I feel like the dual appeal of that is that I think part of Peloton's success or you know other than the pandemic and their success is sort of mm. evening out, leveling out rather. But um, I think the way Peloton combined cycling with a whole host of other classes that you had the bike, but you also had the weights on the bike and you could also do stuff with your own weights. And you also had access to all these like lower impact mat classes. I think being sort of a one-stop shop mm-hmm. that didn't just focus on one exercise discipline, even though they're so heavily associated with the bike, I think that is has allowed them to corner the market. Yeah. Right. Cause like the variety of instructors they took on was sure. much greater. Yeah. So and definitely I get not the sense mirror. That, you think mirror is out of the running. Um, I think the mirror, I think, I think the mirror is for certain people. I think it sort of paints itself into the same corner as Lululemon. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so closely associated. I feel like tonal has a little bit more of a like tonal has the benefit of being like the second most popular where they're like, well, we're for people who take this seriously. We're not just for yeah. people who want what they see on Instagram. Again, I'm making crazy so, generalizations here, but if I were to give my, my opinion, I think okay. unless, unless mirror has some big marketing campaign coming up where they're going to like drop some new thing that they're doing, that mm-hmm. totally changes. I don't think as they are as a brand right now, I don't think they have like the mass appeal. 
I think yeah. that I mean Tonal has LeBron <laughs> is gonna get I think Tempo is going to and already is very popular with um kind of like the social media girly, like the the that girl. Um okay. and people who already feel comfortable lifting weights and they just want an at home system. Um mm. I think tonal comes out on top because the branding is less feminine. The weights go higher. So more men mm-hmm. are going to want to use it, feel comfortable using it. I think it's more similar to at home workout equipment that has been popular in the past, like the Bowflex. Mm-hmm. And I think that cables just feel less intimidating to new exercisers than free weights. So mm. I think it is, I think it's going to be tonal. And in a few months, maybe we can check back in and see what's happened with these three brands. Yeah, it is. I looked it up and it is a higher price point too. There was like an article that was comparing the three. Um, mm-hmm. It is a higher price point, which the tempo is already like over a thousand dollars. So it's already a high price point, but I think people are willing to spring for that are willing to spring for the more expensive thing to feel like they're investing in quality. Yeah. That's based on my no, limited none knowledge of, these of consumer are demographics, but none of these yeah, are, you're not going to be like, well, I can afford this and I can't afford the other one. Like this is like buying a Pilates yeah. reformer to keeping your home. This is a, exactly. a high ticket. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that wasn't so rapid fire. And I'm sorry. My, you have my one? last, <laughs> Yeah. My last question is just a little more personal. Do you, cause we're getting close to the end of the month now. So were there any like goals, intentions, or resolutions that you set at the beginning of the month and like, how are they going now? Ooh, well, I have one, I have one that's more concrete and then I have one that's more woo, woo, woo. Um, my concrete one was working on eating more protein Um, Mm. that's been a scary goal for me for a while because it does involve tracking. And that's something I was very not prepared to do for a while. Um, but I've been getting more than a hundred grams of protein most days, which was my felt like a reachable goal based on what I was doing. And it was a goal that I was not reaching at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very sad to report that I feel great (laughs) that, I think that this was a smart thing to uh, prioritize and I've collected a lot of good data um, in terms of like really getting serious about taking care of myself and also doing it in a way where I can maintain my sanity and feel like I have a small number of priorities to look after and not like I need to go crazy on controlling everything about my life. Nice. Um, Yeah. And then so you had a more good. nebulous woo-woo one? Oh, my more nebulous one is that I'm giving myself all of January to set myself up for the year. I saw someone on TikTok mm-hmm. saying like, if I'm making, you know, 2023 a book, then January is the prologue and December is the epilogue. And I really took oh. my time going through December this year. I would have liked to do that more. Um, but I was able to like slow down actually for the first time in a while, which was a massive privilege and also a really good gift to myself. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So I was like, okay, maybe I start on a slower note too. And I give myself January to keep doing the things that I know are working and to also sort of be really considered about what I want this year to be for me. Because I think, yeah. and now I'm going on my woo-woo tangent, but now I'm, <laughs> after like graduating college 
and marking the time in like, oh, this is my this year of this, right? Like going through the American school system, you're like, oh, and then Mm. going through what I'm five years out of college now. So it's not like, oh, this is my freshman year of life. This is my sophomore year of life, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, I just am becoming so aware of like, well, this is it forever. And you know, the years are short, but life is long. Yeah. And I want to, I don't need to fix everything right now. I want to, if I want to feel good when I'm 199, then like I need to be doing things the way that I can do them forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to Mm -hmm. be conscious about not having to restart all the time because I've burnt myself out on something that promised me it was going to work, which I think you can clearly see why the topics we talk about on this podcast get us so um, up in arms because it's something that passionate. I I don't want to speak for both of us, but like, I think it's something we're still figuring out because that's the only way we've been taught things. So I'm taking my time this January. That's my second, Ah. my second one. How about you? It's lovely. So I ended the year 2022 with a really (laughs) intensive push. Yeah, I probably talked in the last episode how I was preparing to host for the holidays. And um, I did. And it went well. But it was a little chaotic because flights got canceled. People's travel plans changed, but not everyone. So instead of having like three-ish days of intensive hosting... And then people just being around for a couple more days doing just like Florida activities because there was like half the group here for Christmas and half the group here for New Year's. I was basically just doing intensive hosting for 11 days straight. And um, it was wonderful. Like it was so good seeing my family and like having everyone here, seeing the house. Like a lot of them hadn't even like like been to Florida or like visited me in a while. Um, And it, it It was wonderful, but it was truly exhausting, of course, as it would be for anyone. Um, So I was really committed to letting my nervous system recover after that because I knew I overextended myself and I knew that I, my body needed more rest and more TLC than it usually does. And I was like, you know what? I've been saying I want to practice having like more high quality rest. This is the time Mm. I really need it. So let's do it. And so what that looks like for me is downtime where I am not scrolling on my phone because I am, I have a lot of downtime. I have a lot of time where I am laying around, not doing anything in particular, but I am scrolling on social media and that is not restful for my nervous system. So instead I'm trying to engage in leisure and like rest-based activities that do not involve social media. Um, And it has been going really well. I have, uh, I had this whole list of TV shows with like a final season or a latest season that I needed to watch. And I have already knocked a few of those off my list. So instead of scrolling for hours, I am watching a narrative piece of visual media, which I know it's wild, but like watching TV is like, you know, the good thing, but have you seen that tweet? That's like watching a full movie without looking at your phone is reading. (laughs) Yes. That's literally how it feels. I think about that all Uh, the time. 
<laughs> yeah. And so like, and Eben's totally on board with this too. So we've been watching things. I recently finished the latest uh, season of Handmaid's Tale. I actually literally finished it this morning. And last night we finished season two of White Lotus. We've also been watching more movies, which has been good. And literally like putting our phones out of reach, like stacked on top of each other with another item on top of that. Um, and it's been oh, great. Smart. I've also been actually reading books like I have um a handful of books that I have started in the last couple years that never that I never finished that I want to finish in 2023 and um I've already finished one of them and I'm close to finishing a second one so I've been reading especially in the hammock and the sunshine which has been so nice okay Um, stop bragging (laughs) I I will brag (laughs) I'm kidding you deserve to brag just keep sending Um, pictures (laughs) And this month, uh, because I also have, I'm, I'm traveling uh, to Portland, Maine in a couple of days for a few days. And I just really did not want to get sick in between, you know, hosting and that. And I know I get sick really often when I'm overextended. It's just like my immune system is the first thing to kind of crap out on me. Um, mm. And so just saying no to unnecessary social plans has served that double duty of keeping my immune system from having to like fight off things it is not able to right now and also giving my nervous system time to recover without throwing in extra like late nights or alcohol or just things that it really isn't going to be helpful. Um, and yeah, so I'm feeling really good and I'm excited for some of these habits to continue Oh, I also got a coloring book <laughs> and I'm coloring. So that's the other fun one. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for some of these habits to continue like in February after this trip. And um, I'm interested to see how long it takes me to feel recovered from the trip. So that's going to be kind of a little experiment. Like all this work I've been mm. putting in before, how is it going to help me feel like back to normal, maybe a little bit faster after I'm done traveling. Mm. So we'll see. It'll be good data. I yeah. have you ever done a diamond painting? No. You might have seen these on TikTok. It's like a big sticky color by number and you take little gems and you stick them oh, onto the numbers. Yeah. My friend Sophie got that. me one of these for Christmas. And it is I'm also trying to scroll less to mixed success. So I will be interested to hear more about your experiments, but just having this like really methodical thing to do that almost feels like pseudo work is like enough for my squirrel brain to be like, yes, we're burying nuts for the winter. We're accomplishing this. Look at how many (laughs) diamonds are on the page that like my brain shuts up. It's really quite good for unplugging. So everyone buy more toys in 2023. Buy more toys. Like buy, buy more like things to play with. I'm planning on getting more puzzles. I'm Go to the dollar store on... and get a coloring book or some stickers. Yeah. Ah, mm. oh, it's just it's so good. And I will say yeah. that like, I have overall felt like my days are more relaxing. So it's good. good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Aww. Yeah. All right. We want to hear what are your New Year's resolutions or recommitments or just general vibes. Um, what have you been seeing that's frightening and ghastly and appalling or questionable 
let us know always. Um, we want to hear which episode from last year you like the most. I feel like everyone was doing their podcast catch ups and I randomly got a bunch of messages that Ooh. were like, I really liked this one episode. And I'm like, amazing. Would love to <laughs> would love yes. to hear that. Or I hated this episode. Never do that again. That's also useful. But please be nice to us because we're just we're just little girls who play with toys. Um <laughs> But we love you guys, and we have a bunch of new ideas for 2023, and we're super excited to get back to chatting with you. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Most of the time, people only feel inclined to leave reviews when they have something negative to say, so... We mm. we know that the actual opinions are not as um, controversial as what a, as our <laughs> reviews currently make it look. So if our you reviews have are been very polarizing, show, which is fun. Yeah, if you're one of the many people who tunes in every week because you actually like us, um, if you could put that into a sentence or two and post it, we would really appreciate yeah. that. It helps our ratings. And the nice reviews to- always come to our inbox and the mean reviews always go right to Apple. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um And if you want to support the show uh, in a monetary way, you can join our Patreon where we have some exclusive content as well for you. And we will be, you know, posting one to two times a month over there this year, just like we were last year. So thank you so much for everyone who's already over there and for everyone who has left reviews. We love and appreciate you so much. And yeah, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.